The Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit NerdistSchool.com. Did you ever want to know about this? Did you ever want to know about that? Well, now you can know about this and that with This on That. I'm Chad Foglin. And I'm Mike Solari, and we're going to bring along a lot of funny people for you to enjoy. Celebrity guests. Musicians. Uh, people who are just weirdos. Guy outside. Our friends. And that's it. And they talk about whatever topic they want to talk about, and we join in. So listen to an episode. It's free. On iTunes. It's on the Nerdist School Network. Jerry has had a lifelong gallbladder condition. So doctor's visits have always been a regular part of his life. Ever since he was a child. And back then, what got him through it all was those pediatricians off his toys. I remember so vividly the first time I played with one of them. And then there was a little blue bead on a on a yellow wire that just looped around. It was fun. You could move the bead all the way from one end to the other. And it, I think it was one of the greatest achievements of my young life when I got the blue bead all the way to the other end. Now, Jerry, how long did it take you? How many visits to accomplish oh. that goal? Well, um, when I first started going to the doctor, I was uh, nine, I think. And I finally achieved... I remember this very specifically. It was on my 17th birthday. And... It, it was it was like a whole new world opened up, you know, like puzzles. They were just it was it clicked. This is Dr. Ramirez, Jerry's pediatrician. Um, we were surprised it took him eight years to solve the puzzle. Um, but, you know, I tried not to judge my patients. Um, we were just happy that Jerry found uh, something that gave him pleasure because uh, chronic gallbladder condition takes a lot of pleasure out of your life. Now, Dr. Sanchez, did you ever find it odd that, you know, Jerry would come in feeling particularly ill, really bad, and, um, and he would spend a lot of the time at your office really going at that bead? Uh, to be honest, uh, it freed up a lot of time for me. I didn't have to, you know... There's not a lot I could do for his condition. Um, so if, call it a placebo, call it, you know, a miracle cure. But all I know is he left there feeling a little better, and I think there's a value to that. Honestly, for me, it sort of made having a chronic condition an exciting little, little treat every now and then. Like, oh, my gallbladder hurts. Another go at the bead. Uh, Jerry started coming even on when he was fine. I mean, he just would feel like it's a bead day, so he would, you know, come on down and, you know, we'd give him give him a puzzle, set him in the corners, let him let him go at it, you know. And Jerry, on that day when you were 17 years old, when you made that bead, finally reached the end of that long track. Did you feel like your journey had ended? Well, for a moment, I did. And then the kid next to me goes, hey, look, there's a red bead on it, too. Still working on it, but I know with perseverance I'm going to get there. Um, you know, Jerry's 42 now. He still comes to the pediatrician's office regularly. It's, it's kind of awkward. But you still treat him, don't you? I took an oath. And what was that oath? It's called the Hippocratic Oath. It's pretty famous. Oh, no, I know that one. I, yeah. I, 
for some reason I thought you were talking about some other oath. No, that's the like oath. specifically about Jerry or something. There's I was a, like, what kind of oath could that have been? It's it's do no harm. First, do no do harm. Do no harm. Yeah, yeah I know I that know one. No, I thought it was like let Jerry come to the. No, like you maybe no, were we, part of some weird we like secret society that. No. I don't know what I was thinking. <coughs> no, that's so stupid. <laughs> you took the Hippocratic oath, like just like every other doctor. That that makes total sense. Oh my God, are you okay, <coughs> Doctor Sanchez? Uh, I don't know. Um, oh I, my God. Oh my <coughs> God. Is anyone? Is anyone here? Is there a nurse? Is there a nurse? That's just us kids. <laughs> I, uh, I'm i okay now. I played with the bead puzzle a little bit. And, oh my god. Yeah. That magic bead. Jerry. You're old enough for your own children now. Do you think you'll ever show them the bead? Well, you know, one problem with devoting as much time as I have to um, bead puzzles is I, I haven't ever really met anyone special. But I, I think if I if I did have kids, I couldn't do anything less than entrance them in the wonderful worlds of moving beats from one side of a wire to the other. Don't tell him that Jerry's never gonna have kids. That is that is not an option. Is this American Lie? Am I grass each week? Pick a theme. We bring you a variety of stories on that theme. This week's theme, playing with the toys. This week's show in four acts. And our first act acknowledges the existence of sex. So if you have any young ones listening, bring them a little closer to the speaker, if you know what I'm saying. Teach them a little something. Playwright and provocateur Melrose Westwood has been married to his wife for 22 years. And he's been very open about that relationship in his art. But then a few years ago, they started spicing up their love life with some sex toys. Here's Mr. Westwood. Okay, so this one's a little delicate. Um, what I'm holding in my hand is a small, thin, um, I guess you could call it a vibrator, but it's really more, uh, it's more to it than that, right? Okay, well, let me just, let me just turn it off here. Okay, so, um, this device has completely changed my life and my marriage. And I want to share that with you because this little device, I believe, is the future of sex. I believe it's the future of communication and the future of intimacy. It's called the, it's called the Dream Maker. Okay, now it vibrates. It's battery operated. But what it also does is it can elicit images and memories from your past and introduce sort of a therapeutic sensation during your lovemaking. Now, my wife Amy and I, we have uh, started using this about eight months ago and um, it has brought us so much closer, so much more in love, and we decided to bring in some other toys, but I want to talk about this one specifically because we hit a breakthrough and I want to share. Now, a couple years ago, Amy had a bad accident at a rubber duck factory. Uh, she was working there as the night manager when a carousel of rubber duck boxes careened and uh, laid her up in a hospital for a while and her left leg was so numb she couldn't walk. And a friend of us uh, gave us the Dream Maker and um, 
We, uh... I knew, uh, Amy would, uh, be laid up for a spell. Uh, um, this is my friend, Dr. Max Gunworth. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's tough to see someone you care about incapacitated like that. So, uh, we had a certain little secret we kept in the profession. We didn't give it just to anyone. And I went over to Melrose and I said, look... You create things with the pen. Here's a pen you need to create something with. You know, the Dream Maker has uh, enriched a lot of lives, but it's not on Marky yet. Why is that? Um, some people have had uh, non-optimal experiences right. with it. You right. know, I mean, not everyone's memories are as fond as yours and Amy's. You know? Right. Um, if someone was to try this device, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, because there's no way that this isn't coming out. I mean, the Chinese already have a version that has had wild success. Yes, it has. Um, what, what would you say to people who are just trying to use it? How would, how would, how would you guide them? How would you be their lovemaking shaman? Trust. And don't be afraid. I've actually uh, brought someone here today who uh, hasn't used it before. Oh. Oh, great. Uh, this is a friend of my son's, uh, Sam, hey. oh, okay. Sam Roburn. You can just call me Sam. Okay, Sam. Um, are we doing this now in this cafeteria? Uh, I was told uh, we were going to put something on my butt. Sorry, I didn't, uh, I didn't realize you were going to be three. C uh, can I get you anything to drink? Uh, no, I'm just, just here for the butt stuff. I'm sorry. I'm sorry? You wanted a menu? No, this, this guy, this guy I, said... You know, I'd, uh, I'll buy him a, a Chardonnay. What? Okay, Sam, I, I have to stop you right... I, I, Max, I'm sorry. Sam, how old are you? You said that you were friends with Max's son. He's in college. He's I a mean, college kid. What, what is this, a bar? Right? No, it's a, it's a cafeteria-style restaurant. I don't know, but, like, you, you're asking, like, my... I just want to make sure that you're of age to use this device. He's a college kid. He's a college okay, kid. Okay, well, Max, I just, you know... I'm old enough to party. If you just kids love to party. Okay, that I don't know what that means. That's no, that's a loose definition. Maybe if you just gave me a number. Well, who became, number, who's look, a narc over here? Am I right? Wow. Look, look. If 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 there's an age limit for when you can put stuff up your butt, like lock me up. There is an age limit. Is there? If yeah. I give this to you and you are not of that age, I could go to jail. We could go to jail. Nah, Max, we, you know that. Nah, we would go to jail. We would. Nah. All you have to do is give me a number that's above eighteen. Uh, Nineteen is a number above eighteen. Well, no, you give me your actual age. Uh, um, yeah, nineteen. No, give me your life. Okay, you know what? I'm sorry. We'll find someone else. Wait, no, I, I gave him forty bucks for this. I'm very disappointed in you. I'm very disappointed in you. Times are tough. So I took it home, and uh, I decided maybe we should get someone who has tried it. I mean. I've been talking about her this whole time. <laughs> thought maybe, thought maybe she'd want to say something. This is my beloved wife, Amy. Hi, Melrose. Hi. Hi. Now, um, we were talking about your accident earlier. Yeah. And you were you were down pretty bad. Yeah. You know? But after um, after you and I sort of discovered greener pastures together, Things you started getting better. You started getting. You could walk. You know. You could walk again. Yeah. You could hurdle like you used to. My wife Amy is a champion hurdler. 
I am. Well, what was it about the dream maker that that elevated our love so much? You know, Melrose, I really think it was the freedom that came along with mm-hmm. the dream maker because when you're dreaming in your sleep, mm-hmm. you have the freedom to do whatever you want to do. And now the dream maker has given me the freedom to do whatever I want to do, not only in my sex life, but basically in my entire life. I mean, as a husband, you want to say that that's what you want to give to your partner. But that also terrifies me. Will I be enough? Am I enough? Or will you fall in love with this small pen-like device? Do we need each other? Of course. I mean, of course. We're married and you were by my side, you know, after the rubber duck Mm -hmm. accident. Mm -hmm. um, You know, not a lot of people could say that they would stand by their partner in a time like that being almost completely destroyed. You were catastrophically injured. You were pretty bad. Yeah. And I had thoughts of not being there, but I'm glad I was. And I'm Oh, that was the first time I've mentioned that. I don't know why it came out now, but yeah, yeah, that is. Oh, it feels so good. That to is just the first kind of admit. time. Um, uh, okay, well, I mean, but, oh, you better get that. Well, you're closer. I'm a little sore on my one side. <sighs> okay, all right. Hey, Melrose, how's it going? What do you want? Um. No. I feel really bad about what happened, but I, I had Sam here. He hey. had he has an ID now. He has an ID proving his age that he's legal. Hi, Dr. Max. Who's this? Oh, this is hey. Sam Roburn. He Hi, is a young Sam. man, a friend of my son's in college. You've got my ID. He's oh. he's interested in using the Dream Maker, but oh. uh, some people are a little too, you know. I mean, if you were in college, Sam, I mean, put that. Can you put that down? Okay, you can't just grab things that aren't well, yours. No, I but. Don't That's worry what about I'm here for. Okay, just I, I, I'm gonna worry if you use it wrong, okay. it could have disastrous no. consequences. Melrose, I think you need to come down. We have guests. Okay, you, you know what, Amy? All right, this was supposed to be a segment about you and me and us coming together, and now all of a sudden it's about Sam and putting something up his butt, well, and I don't know. know. I don't know if that's appropriate. Maybe it's about me, but maybe it's about you telling the entire world that you thought about leaving me. I had a one oh. moment of weakness <laughs> that I didn't act upon. <laughs> one moment. One moment, one, really? One fleeting moment. Mm. It only took me like 27 months to heal. You're telling me you only thought it one time in oh, there? Oh, wow. Whew. Ha. That does feel good. Okay, Sam, Sam I, need <sighs> you, I need you to calm down. I'm seeing visions. No. Oh, wait. <sighs> All right. Where are you, Mac? Oh, where are you, Sam? Where are you, Sam? Childhood garden. Uh oh. My dad used to take me out there. He would okay. All plant right. squash. Strong masculine figure. That's okay. That's yeah. okay. Then one day I wandered out in the garden and he he had a gun. Oh no. No. He said Max, put a stop to this, Max. The squash the squash didn't come in this year. Doctor. Doctor. <laughs> Alright, I gotta go in there. I gotta go in the butt. <laughs> the visions are fleeing. Ugh. Oh. Dude, that was that was a fucking crazy trip. Sam, why don't you sit down, take a seat? Would you like some water? I don't know. My ass kind of hurts. <laughs> you son of a bitch! Hey, I you didn't son know. Son of a bitch! I didn't know. Ah! 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 <laughs> well, that was violent. Look, I'm trying to have a moment 
with my wife. I'm trying to establish that this device, this device will bring people together and have more harmonious relationships. But instead, no, all it did was drive a wedge between me and my wife and potentially statutorily did something to this he child who's clearly not a, he's he clearly not a, 18. He has an ID. The picture comes off. The picture comes off. I don't, uh, I don't work for the DMV. Hey, you broke my ID, man. And my ass hurts. So whether you're young or old, whether you're new to sex or a staunch veteran, don't be afraid to try something out of bounds. To try something out of the ordinary. Because you might find something new about yourself. And something new about the people you make love with. I once got a fake ID in order to get into Chuck E. Cheese. I was 30. Nothing weird was going on. I just really like the pizza. Up next on This American Lie, let's hear it for the toys. That's when we return on This American Lie. Please stay with us. This American Lie is brought to you by, uh, I don't know, Legos maybe. I wasn't here for the part where we figure out what the ads are about. This is American Live, Mark Grouse, each week we pick a theme, bring a variety of stories on that theme. This week's theme, playing with the toys. And um, for our listeners, I have to apologize for our advertisers this week. Um, we tried to sell the show this week, and not a lot of people were biting, so we kind of had to sell to the lowest bidder, and that's what we got. So, they're going to be weird, but just, you know, throw them a bone, buy the product, whatever it is. And uh, we'll get through it together. Act two. Let's hear it for the toys. Wendy Belafonte is a 40-year-old veteran toy jingle writer who has written such gems as Action Boy and Action Car. Now she's been hired for the most difficult toy she's ever had to write a jingle for. Butter Bingo. Our producer, Harlan Ponce Donchez spent 18 months in the studio with Wendy as she struggled to write the perfect butter bingo jingle. Here's Ponce Donchez. Okay, uh, Wendy, um, what exactly is butter bingo? Well, it's this really fabulous game with giant pieces, and uh, they come in a really fancy jar, uh -huh. and uh, they're just slathered in butter. Oh. But it's the kind of butter that stays permanently melted. Oh. I believe it's called um, fractionated, fractionated butter. Yes, that's right. And then you shake it up, you shake it wow. up real good, and then you um, lay all the pieces out you know, as needed. But the fun thing is like, whoopsie-daisies, <laughs> where's it going to fly? Like, it might not go right where you want it to go because it, you might flip up, slip up, you know, and it might go to the side, to the, under the table, in the dog's mouth, uh, who knows? Yeah. Hence the game. Precisely. Uh, Wendy and I have been sitting together for, what, 13, 14 months now, trying to come up with the gay, uh, the uh, the jingle. I would say, yeah. Uh, to be a fly on the wall around genius in this creative process is just... Uh, I, I, it, it's breathtaking. It, uh, oh well, thank you, Harlan. Uh, yeah, thank you. You know, I, um, uh, I, 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 
fancied myself a bit of a musician in my youth. Uh, nothing crazy, you know. Just, I had a band. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah. any, any particular instruments? Your your uh, voice, the banjo. Uh, my voice is an instrument, of course. Uh, oh, yeah. Fantastic. When I uh, I never tried the banjo. It was too intimidating to me. Long nails. Uh, yeah. Long oh, nails, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. But uh, but I did play flute. Yeah, flautist. Yeah, nice. flautist. Nice. Yeah, and, and most other like brass wind family things. But mm. enough about me and my dream. I mean, my past. Um, you know, uh, I of course, you know, remember your your great works. Uh, you know, Action Boy, Action Car. Yeah, yeah. go go Action Boy, and then go go Action Car. I, I mean. <laughs> If you want to go, you got to go in an action car. Yeah. And if yeah. you want to go, you got to go as an action boy. Exactly. I, I was really struck by how the lyrics were so similar, both oh. both of them. You know, was that intentional? Yes. You know, I was really inspired um, by by Action Boy when I was riding Action Car. Mm. You know, something that's very forward moving. <laughs> right. And, um, you know, I mean, everybody just loved it. I mean, the kids loved it. Uh, the parents loved it. The company loved it. Wendy loves talking about her fan, her past successes, but we, I was secretly concerned that she had come into a bit of a writing block for Better Bingo. After all, it had been 14 months we'd been sitting here together trying to... Uh, come up with something. So okay, Wendy, we're gonna do a take. We want to do a take. I think I think this is it, Wendy. I think this is the magic. <clears throat> butter, butter, bingo. Butter, butter, bingo. <laughs> okay, Wendy, we're just gonna we're gonna stop it right there. Um, maybe we just do it again if we just roll it back. Okay. <sighs> do you need a moment? Do you need a moment? No, I'm fine. Okay, I've got it. There's a lot of tears. Let's fucking do it, darling. Let's okay. do it. Okay. All right, we're rolling. Butter, butter, bingo. Butter, butter, bingo. The problem was that... Slippy, whippy, dippy, dippy, uh, okay, butter, we're gonna, butter, we're gonna, bingo. We're gonna, you know, why don't we take a five? We'll take a five. The okay, problem was that five. Wendy's new jingle didn't really say anything about what butter bingo was. Nothing about a fractionated butter. Nothing about your pet's mouth. Nothing at all. Uh, you know, her genius, action boy, action car. You knew what you were getting. But as a mere dabbler in the music scene, uh, as a flautist. I didn't feel I had earned the right to say this to her, but I had an idea. Hey, Wendy. Uh, yes, yes, Harlan, are, yes. Are you, uh, you, I, I have an idea. I bet if we went out into the world and just asked people. Yes. Why don't you sing a little of Action Boy or Action Car? We could see just how much impact your work has oh, had. That would be lovely. That would be amazing. <laughs> Wendy and I headed out to the local park. It was a beautiful summer day, filled with families, mothers, fathers, children, all cavorting. Hey, you, little boy, little boy, hey there. Yeah? You ever hear the Action Boy theme song? Action Boy's dumb. Alrighty, what about I play with Rocket Girl. Rocket Girl's like, whoa, Rocket Girl, I'm gonna go to space and then I'm gonna... Are you singing the Rocket Girl song? Yeah. I love Rocket Girl. Whoa, Rocket Girl, I'm gonna take you to space in a rocket car. Thank you, boys. Thank you. That one's that one's from that one is from Kelly Perea. Kelly Perea was Wendy's biggest rival. She's a colleague of mine, if you will. They were actually. Former colleagues, uh, Wendy, um, and she had a bad falling out. Wendy is convinced that Kelly stole her uh, 
our best work. It's a sore spot. I, I wish it hadn't come up. But, uh, you know, uh, there was a lot of other people in the car. If the kids didn't know the, the, the jingle offhand, well, certainly their parents would. You, sir. Hello. Hi. Yeah. Father, maybe, of the small child over there. Yes. Uh, are you familiar with the Action Boy theme song? No. I played with wooden trains. <laughs> so we go wooden train. <laughs> wooden train down the good old track. Wooden train. <laughs> I'm Thank sorry, you. I Thank just... you, sir. Thank you. You know, we're going to have to find someone else because yeah. that's a time period of yeah, Woody Guthrie I, I, when he was doing jingles yeah, before I, he became a train man. Right. I, th- I think that's that's accurate. I, I, yes. I don't know. Maybe with someone who falls right in our sweet spot demographic, this gentleman right here. Hi. Uh, certainly, you look like uh, someone who played with fun toys as a boy. Oh, yes. I, I love playing with children, playing with toys. Uh, when you were a boy. Oh, I mean, aren't we all a little child on the inside? Let's go talk to someone okay, else. Okay, what about yeah. this bearded fellow over here? Yeah. Yes, hello. Hi. Hey, how's it going? I, uh, you look like uh, one of the hipsters everyone's talking about. Oh, <laughs> thanks so much. Yeah, that's what I'm going for. Uh, so uh, you must have a lot of nostalgia for all the toys you played with as a kid, right? Oh, my right? God, yeah. Action Boy, Action Car, do you know it? Oh, I used to play with Old old Bison. <gasps> old Bison, Bison so old. I'm sorry, are you singing Old Bison? Why, yes, I am. I used to play with Wooden Train. Oh, I love Wooden Train. Oh, I love Old Bison. Let's sing both together. Old, old Bison. Wooden train. Excuse me, are you what? two looking for a tenor? <laughs> sure. Old Bison. Bison. Uh, clearly, my plan did not have the uh, effect I wanted it, so we I brought Wendy back. You know, this is going to be genius. Uh, but, you know, uh, Butter Bingo is, is going to be such a huge hit. Wendy, I believe in you. Oh, thank you, Harlan. I've, I've made a few uh, a few changes. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Great. Awesome. Yes. All right. Butter Bingo Bingo. Butter Bingo Bingo. Shake it up in the jar, butter, butter, bingo. Okay, we nailed it. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Uh, that's it. There's a wrap for uh, the butter bingo jingle. I did it, Harlan. I did it. Can you believe it? Wonder. What did you think? The word genius isn't one I throw around lightly, oh. but I'm going to throw it around right now. Throw it right at me, Harlan. Right at my face. There oh, you thank go. you. I, I, uh, I think there's going to be a whole new generation of kids. Sing along to a certain jingle. Several months later, the commercial came out. Wendy and I headed back to that park just to see how great our work had been. Are you ready for this? I'm so ready. I couldn't be more excited. Okay. Hey. Hey, little boy. Yeah? Um, have you seen any new commercials lately for toys? You know, my dad doesn't let me watch toy commercials anymore because he started a... A barbershop quartet of of commercial jingles and and, and he, he says that they're competition now. Do, do, are there any new jingles that your dad is singing? Maybe for a new game product? Oh yeah, yeah. Old Bison on the bus. Sorry, do you need a bass? Do you need like a tenor or a bass? Yeah, yeah that'd be great. Can... My okay. My voice is pretty bison. high. Okay, ready. <clears throat> Two, three, three four. four. Oh, Bison. That's, that's not a new game. That's not. That's not. Bada, bingo, bingo. <laughs>
loud enough, they'll all have to. I'll be join you. Bada bingo bingo. Bada bingo bingo. Old Bison is new to me. I once won a game of bingo at my grandfather's retirement home, and I used the two dollars and eighty cents that I won to buy butter. Just a weird coincidence. Up next, this is Marion Lai, Toy Soldier. That's when our program continues, so please, for the love of all that is holy, stay with us. This American Lie is brought to you by Batman, the 1960s version. Back when Batman could have fun enough to be so goddamn serious all the time. This is American Lie, Mark Grass. Each week, we're theming our eyes right on our theme this week's theme playing with the toys. Again, I'm so sorry about our ads this week. We um, we really just, it was so cheap to buy ads on our show this week. I think we made a total of $33. And um, honestly, that's not even enough to pay me, let alone anybody on my staff. And we do have a really big staff, like an unusually big staff. There's 250 people that work for this show. I don't even know what they all do. We pay them really well, too. Whew. Anyway, we're on to Act 3, Toy Soldier. Last year, a mysterious toy was mailed to Sunderland Goldberg's home. And the toy ended up being a relic from World War II. An American soldier had left it on the battlefield with Mr. Goldberg's address attached to the foot. Now, Sunderland Goldberg is on a journey to find out the true story behind this toy. Here's Sunderland. A lot of people get mail sent to the wrong place. This is the sort of thing that happens every day. You're like, oh, Danny Wilcox doesn't live here anymore. This came... For him, and he's been gone for seven years. So when a package showed up for me, I didn't think it was anything special. But when you've got a name like Sunderland, and the package actually has your name on it, it seems very rare that it could not be for you. So I opened this package. A toy. How strange. It it was a tiny figurine of a German when you pressed a little thing on its back and made a tiny hiling thing. You know, like, like the arm motion. This is the radio, so you probably can't imagine it, but, you know, look it up on YouTube sometime. I'm, I'm sure it's out there somewhere, a historical relic back in the day. Anyway, this toy that made this ancient German salute from World War II had my address on it, according to a historian. So, I set out to try and find where it had come from, why it had my name and my address, and what this all meant for the future. The first place I had to go was a pawn shop. My friend Derek Jingles, he knows everything about these older toys, especially things that could really be considered antiques like this. So I brought it to Derek and 
Got his professional opinion. Ah, uh, yo, this seems uh, somebody, somebody knew where they were sending this. This is mm -hmm. not a coincidence. This toy, man, this toy. I want to say it's bad news, but. Well, it seems like they were just trying to send a happy toy to me and, yeah. and bring joy of some sort. Yeah, you realize this is a Nazi. Oh, yes, well. A little Nazi. It does the little, does the little German salute, doesn't yeah, it? You know they were the bad guys in that war. Right? Oh, well, so you know. Yes, yeah, of course, but I'm sure at the time they didn't see themselves as the bad guys. Okay, that, so. okay so uh, uh, they're still, they're bad. They were very bad. I, I don't understand. Why well, some... I don't see what that has to do with the Goldberg family. Have you studied history at all? I'm just curious. I mean, I've known you for a while, but I don't, I don't, I haven't really gotten into your, you know, educational background. No, oh, well, you, you know, I, I, I went through school like everyone else. What a snooze. I want to give you some books to read. Mm -hmm. Are you a reader? I can read. Um, have you ever turned on the History Channel? I might have flipped through it once or twice. Okay. Um, yeah, there's some stuff I want you to see. But, but this toy, it is valuable, but I am worried about your having it. Be careful, Sunderland. Be careful. <laughs> what a dull day this has turned out to be. <laughs> Well, I, I should have known that going to a pawn shop wasn't going to be interesting. So I decided to take it to a <clears throat> local history enthusiast. Okay, so this piece here, um, based on the literature that I have, the limited literature of uh, toys from the 1930s and 40s. This here's Mark Schwartz. Um, this is what's referred to as uh, the Iron Guard which was produced hmm. uh, in Berlin uh, for Christmas 1939. Um, it was sort of uh, a mix of propaganda and um, a signal to all who didn't believe in uh, Hitler's uh, ideals that wow, they were going... Wow, this guy was starting to bore me too. I'm just oh, trying to man. warn you that... Who um, knew that toys could be so you know, damn dull? They're very rare. And, I did take and one thing out of what he was saying. Uh, you're not even looking at me. You're just, you're just drinking my milk. Berlin. Ah. Across the ocean. A, a, a brave land of who knows what. As far as I knew, no one had been to Berlin in hundreds of years. Maybe I could go and explore and see what had happened in that... Crazy world. Uh, guten Tag. Uh, you you're checking in? I understood some of that. <laughs> now this is exciting. I've brought something for you. Good Berliner. Here. I, I'm sorry, I don't know Look, exactly what I can, I can press a little uh, button on its back. I just said, please, that's very offensive. No, no, it's, it's a toy. No, sir, please. We don't want any trouble here. You, you need to leave... Is everything okay out here? No, I... I said, oh, is that what's going on? I don't know. That's, I didn't... I, it's not welcome uh, here. Sir, there are laws in this country? 
Yeah. Yeah, you cannot just come into the you hotel and harass the staff. You know, they war. They war. Yeah. You, and you cannot... Now, if you are, want to check into your room, we can help you with that. We But again, this... Do not mention, no. Now, I wasn't 100% sure on this matter, but I was pretty sure as an American I could just walk in and harass the staff. I decided to go to my friend Todd Wilmington, a lawyer. What do you want? Yeah, can I just walk into a German hotel and harass the staff? Sunderland, you're Sunderland, fucking Goldberg. You can do whatever the hell you See, want. See, that's do. that's what I said. All right, I'm going back to that hotel. But I will say this, Sunderland. I will say this. Yeah. You know, if you're gonna do something crazy, a little out there, whatever, you know. Call me ahead of time. Call oh, me. my God. Let snooze. me know. Just let me know. Just let me know what you're going to do. Prepare me. So uh, I'll keep my phone on ring. Yeah, how you know, how can anyone live their life like that? Uh, Excuse me. Excuse. Um, I know. I saw your the toy in your hand, and I could not help but see that um, I, as a young man, used to own that exact toy. What? Yeah. My wow. name is Sunderland Goldberg, and I addressed this toy to America when I was only eight. Wait, that, that can't be true. My name is Sunderland Goldberg. What? No, my name is Sunderland Goldberg. You're, you must be mistaken. No, I'm sorry. I If did someone not... says, hey, Sunderland Goldberg, What? they're talking to me. What did you... Did you call me? No, I called me. No, I call me Sunderland Goldberg. Our argument went on for another hour and a half until finally we realized, fates be praised, there were two Sunderland Goldbergs. On the way out of the country, I left the toy behind in a parcel addressed to America in hopes that I would get it when I arrived. But because of the war, the post didn't get delivered until 1956. And by then, I did not live in America. We went to, first we went to England and then Canada. And then I came back to Germany. And I just, it never arrived. And it must have gotten lost like me. Wow. Sunderland Goldberg. What? Oh, That's I'm my sorry. name. I'm still getting used to this strange twist of fate. It is strange, yeah. But maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's Felicity. Felicity. It had been so lonely for so long. It's hard going around with a name like Sunderland and an aggressive hatred of paying attention to anything for any I'm sorry, of what time. did you say? This is so boring. Oh, I know. Isn't it? It's so boring. Hey, do you like race cars? I do like race cars. There's a place where you can watch a race car go around and around a track for a long time. Well, fuck this little Nazi toy then. Yeah, fuck that. Let's go race cars. Woo! Woo! Yes, this is what I'm talking about. Sunderland's forever. I once met another Ari Grass, but then I realized it was just my reflection. Up next on This American Lie, lights, camera, toys. That's when we return to This American Lie. I want to work on good things. Please stay with us.
This American Lion is brought to you by Star Wars and Trek. They both are in space, but they do two separate things. But sometimes they kind of do the other thing. But only sometimes. Star Wars and Trek. Check it out. This is Mary Lion. Mark guys, you're doing theme. on the theme this week's theme. Playing with the toys. Again, I would love to remind you that our advertisers this week, like a, a guy just, a guy strolled into the office at the last second and was like, hey, do you guys take advertisers? And we were like, yeah, we need one this week. And he was like, cool. And then we had him record a bunch of ads. He had a couple people come in and that's how that happened. So again, apologies, but you know, we're trying to fund this really, really expensive venture. It's so huge and so expensive. And I, I don't know what we were thinking hiring all these people, but it's a long story. We have them on contract. It's like, it's five years each and just incredible salaries. So anyway, act four, lights, camera, toys. The year was 1988 and toy franchises were all the rage. That year, ABC decided to make a children's variety comedy show based on all the hottest franchises like Ghoul Grabber, Form Changers, Old Bison. The show was an utter failure. An utter, utter failure. Pauline Yates Quaint was shooting a behind-the-scenes documentary about the show before it was canceled in its second week. And now, 30 years later, Ms. Yates Quaint presents some of that audio from that footage. It was 1988, shoulder pads abound. And it was the opening night of the ABC variety show, Lights, Camera, Toys. Again, franchises such as Form Form Changers, Old Bison, and Ghoul Grabber were featured. Unfortunately, it had no idea of its future demise. Here, uh, in this first clip, you can hear director Paul Branson uh, wrangling the, the child actors around. Okay, okay, kids. Kids, uh, come on. We need your older. Come on. Get ready up. Mm-hmm. Okay, come on. Remember. Okay, good. Good. Okay. Okay, all right. Great. Okay, you really should be warmed up by now, kids. I don't want to do this anymore. Hey, Leo. Leo. If you're going to, you got to do this, kid. You're a ghoul grabber. You're the you're you're the star of this week's episode. The ghouls are scary. Exactly, you are the ghoul. So you're you're the one who's gonna. My my mom said I had to do this because it's gonna make money. But I don't want to. Oh god, I gave up a gig a gig on growing pains. For I don't want to. I don't want to change my shape. I like my shape. Okay, look. Um, I just want to be my own shape. Okay, uh, you know, Baron, you are form changer, but that's just a part. Your shape will stay the same. Your character's shape will change. But I don't want to change shape. I just want to be me. You're an actor. You're not you. That's the whole point. Paul obviously had his work cut out for him. Baron was a mere four years old. Leo had just turned six. I think you could say the show was a little bit ahead of the cast there. And Here's another clip from uh, the rehearsals 
the week before the show opened. Okay, this is a big dance number, kids. All right? You've got to do okay. the steps right. Okay. All right? Okay. It's very simple. Okay. All right? These shoes hurt. I don't like them. They're tap shoes. <laughs> I had the Who's the Boss gig. I passed up the Who's the Boss gig for this. I'm I'm gonna cry if he keeps crying too. I'm sorry I made him cry. Can we keep playing here? Form changes. Yes, yes. keep doing. Come on, kids. Grab those cool form changes. Paul, however, did have one saving grace. One saving grace by the name of Betty Brown. Betty? Betty? Yeah? I need you to work your magic. I need you to get these kids to do what they need to do. Oh, oh you want me to You want me to get in there and rustle them up? Yeah. I'm going to go call Alan Thick. Plead for my old job back. Oh, I, oh Alan Thick. Me and him once were in an elevator. Who is magic? He lasted four floors. Betty, I don't need to hear your exploits. Well, you know, I've been in Hollywood for a long, long time, and, uh, you know, I'm the best. They say I'm the best, okay. and I'm the best at everything. Go talk to Leo. Go talk to Baron. I'll go rustle them up. I'm going to go <laughs> try to... Try... Oh. 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 Obviously, it was a different time, but... Paul was at his wit's end. He didn't know what else to do. He had he had a reckless room of writers, drunk on quaaludes, having to write for near toddlers. Okay. 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 Oh, wait, 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 wait. How how old is this fucking bison? <laughs> He's real fucking old, all right? And then like all what right, if right, he but... like what if he molests the ghoul grabber? No fucking way. <laughs> This is for kids. You cannot have that on a kid's Hey, show. it's the room, okay? There's hey, no wrong the answers room. in the room, okay? We can say whatever we want in here. Show. Hey, okay. Paul. What? Paul, you want to do some blow with us? Yes. It's the 80s. <laughs> gotta do blow. Gotta do blow. Gotta, gotta do blow in the 80s. It's like Reagan right. gets elected again, and then we do blow. Yeah, he can only serve two terms. It's He's going to be done. No, he'll be around for a while. Guy, <laughs> Ronald Reagan's gonna be around for Ray, a real long time. What about Reagan's never gonna fucking? What die. about Reagan and the ghoul grabber going oh at goodness. it hard? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. This All right, show and, is for kids. Okay, and no, but the what's his face, fucking Dylan or whatever, he could play Reagan. Hey, yeah. all right, this this doesn't leave the room, but I, I'd I'd fuck that bison. And this right? was three days to showtime. So Paul basically had to pull a hail, hail mary here. Betty Brown going around assaulting little Baron, little Leo, writer's room, completely inebriated, talking about fornicating with Bison. You think to yourself, how is Paul going to get out of this? Why would Paul leave his time with uh, Alan Thicke and come here? All right. Here he explains in his own words. I came out of the Chicago improv scene of the 70s, National Lampoon, stuff like that. I watched my peers go on SNL, big movies. One thing I learned about them, hanging out with Belushi when we were doing speedballs at the Chateau Marmont, it was 
Go for the last minute, baby. Go for the last minute. Live in that moment. And that's what I realized. All this was getting us to that last moment. Jesus, Paul, get out of the bathroom! I need to use the bathroom! I am busy! I had a... I have a lot of blow to do before I get through this. And I don't want anyone to see me. I'm a leader here. I'm gonna take a shit in your desk, Paul! You know what? Take a shit in your mouth! Why do you do that? Hey, is the bathroom closed? I need to do some blow. <laughs> Why do you do it off his ass? I need the bathroom. I'm about to jizz. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Hurry it up! <laughs> it's coming! After Paul's vocal diary in the bathroom, he emerged to a door covered in feces, <laughs> semen, urine, blood, vomit, spittle, and a hamburger. Again, Paul had his work cut out for him. So what did he do? He did what Paul does. He pulled himself up by his bootstraps, headed over to the Chateau Marmont, and went on a three-day bender. If I, if I go nuts for three days, I can go right back there, right to ABC, right at the moment the show goes live. It'll be brilliant. It'll be brilliant. <laughs> yeah, you do it. You do it. Hey. You do it, Paul. Yeah, uh, hey, hey, thanks. Uh, Leo, Baron, hey, hey, you hey. kids. You kids are great. Hey. Hey. Uh, hey. <laughs> Could you, it, do you have any of that blow for us? Here, kids. It's the, it's the 80s. It's perfectly safe. Go ahead and try Stick some. Stick up your ass, Nancy Reagan. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good to have company here. Hey. Yeah. And before they knew it, it was opening night. Here's a recording of their dress rehearsal, exactly one hour before showtime. Okay, ghoul grabber. I'm going to change form, and then we're going to get old Mr. Weathersby to confess to the murder. All right, I'll grab a couple ghouls to bring along. Okay, form of air conditioner. <laughs> grab fire ghoul and grab ugly ghoul. Let's go! This is brilliant. Paul was happy with the results. <laughs> he didn't find a need for any rewrites, any restaging, any reworking whatsoever. Vic, guess what? I'm going to be the biggest thing on ABC. You can shove that growing pains job up your ass. Oh, well, that's too bad. I was <laughs> looking forward to it. I don't need Alan Thick anymore. I don't need anyone. I'm Paul Branson. <laughs> Paul, with a nothing but a bag full of confidence and his own cojones, it was showtime. The audience filed in, one by one. Again, shoulder pads abound, teased hair, left and right, beautiful blue eyeshadow. And uh, then the uh, warm-up comic came out to get him really riled up. Okay, everyone. Uh, uh, I'm just going to do a little five-minute thing here. Um, man. What's up with the Tercel, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you 
know? It's like. Oh my god! What is up with a Hey, I have a Tercel! <laughs> I gotta tell my friends about this! Uh, I was walking down the street and a guy, uh, he had one of those new contraptions, you know, where they, uh, you put a tape in a, in a little machine, you can hear music. I was what? like, I was like, what is that called? He's like, it's a Walkman. This guy's hilarious. Oh, Jesus. The evening was going gangbusters. Paul couldn't be happier. <laughs> Paul, standing to the sidelines, <laughs> looked on as the lights dimmed and the audience uproared in applause. It's lights, camera, ties with Dalen Grumbapple. Chander Bunsen, Frank Caliendo, Vanessa Manches, Leo Baron, and Baron Leo, <laughs> and your host, Anthony Michael Hall. Ladies and gentlemen, Anthony Michael Hall. Uh, where the fuck is Anthony? Wait, where's Anthony Michael Hall? Oh my. He's fucking dead. I forgot to. <laughs> He's what? fucking oh, dead. What? Shit. Oh shit! Oh no! Craig, 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 Craig! Oh you, god! Hey, okay. oh, wait, uh, we, we could we could make the dead corpse of Anthony Michael Hall fuck the bison. No! Okay. No, no! 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 We're, we're, show must go on. Let's do it. Okay. All right. Okay. Get Anthony yeah. Michael Hall fucks the bison. Okay. And then afterwards, Craig, you have to get into his body and be Anthony Michael Hall for the rest of the for the rest of your life. Oh god! Okay. All right. I'm in. Let's do it. Okay. I'm Anthony Michael Hall now. Whoo! After a brief unexpected commercial break. Paul rallied the troops, and they were ready to go. Get out there. Be Anthony and Michael Hall. Okay. I'm Michael and Anthony. Oh, figure it out. I got I had a lot of blow. I'm going to fuck a bite. Hey, Mr. Hall, are you here to Shut the, the fuck up, kid. <laughs> Where's that bison? Oh, I'm Anthony Michael Hall. Lights, camera, toys. I guess the moral of the story is you never want to cross Alan Thick. I once met Alan Thick in a diner, but then it turned out to just be the, the cook. Thanks so much for listening to This American Lie. That'll about do it. <laughs> this American Lie is produced by all kinds of people, including Melrose Westwood. Harlan Ponch Donchez, Sondaland Goldberg, uh, Pauline Yeats Quaint, uh, Brian Flynn, Mike Hughes, Jordan Bridge, and Janelle Banish, Michael Gordon, of course, Big Boss Man, Mr. Toy Maratia, who woke up this morning to realize that he had very little food in his fridge. Old bison, bison so Stay tuned next month for another episode. I'm Disney Mary and